Thanks for listening and enjoy. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Um, how are you doing? Um, uh, thanks for listening. Um, before we get started, I just want to say I'm dealing with a guest who forgot, forgot to come in. So she's going to be calling in, which is fine. But, you know, I'm a therapist, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. So uh, she'll be calling in in a minute. Aaron Levine, where are you? Uh, but before we get started, I just want to let you know that uh, we, we really appreciate you listening to our show, our station. There she is. I'm just going to get her on the air and say hi. Erin? Erin? Uh, okay. Um, I can do this. That's the thing. How do, how do I do this? How do I... Erin? So she's calling. Do you hear this? This is a disaster. Oh, my God. Maybe I... Um, how do I... How do I answer the phone here? Am I not doing this properly? Am I not doing this properly? Uh, how do I answer the phone? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to play a song and buy myself some time. You know, it is non-profit. It is a non-profit station. I'm, uh... Obviously not prepared for this, but I think it's okay because, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, So thank you. Bear with me. Hold on. So I told her not to be afraid. And I think of her at that time of day. So I think about when her. Thank you. 
Are you with me? Lisa, I'm with you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Look at this. We did it. Wow. Um, anyway, I've got to introduce this show. We were just getting there. Um, anyway, folks, thanks for listening. You know, we got a little bit of a technical thing there because uh, whatever, you know, I'm producing this show myself. And uh, thank you for being patient because I think I learned something. And that's really, you know, that's what we're here for. We're all learning, okay? Um, and I am thrilled that my guest Erin Levine is here, and I'm going to get to her in one second. But first, I just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm Dr. Lisa of Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3. And um, I want to remind you that um, we are struggling. We are struggling. We are struggling, and we are, very, we are a community-based freeform station and um, a very worthwhile organization that's tax-deductible to support. So go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, check out the whole station. We have over 70 live shows of every genre, talk, music, comedy, everything beyond your imagination. So go check us out and um, go to the donate page and, you know, show us you care. Um, I also want to remind you that we are having a killer party at Bar Frida on uh, May 20th. That's coming up. That's a week from tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. It's at Bar Frida, 801 Seneca Avenue in Queens. Tickets are $10. Available at the door last week, I had... Uh, Lee Salent from Castle Black, who's going to be there. Her band, Castle Black, 7th Grade Girl Fight, Dirt Bikes, Barrette. And I also want to give a huge shout-out to uh, Pumps, because Pumps really, Pumps Bar. Do you know it? It's 1089 Grand Street. It's a bar, uh, has exotic dancers, a very friendly, a very, like, an awesome, very uh, enlightened place for everyone. Very inclusive, and uh, they they did a great great thing for um, a show, I, uh, an installation I put together that's opening tomorrow at Arcade Projects. Okay, there you go. You there, you have it. Hello, Erin. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, at you. You're like always doing, you know, you're always like uh, checking the boxes. And did you forget that you were going to be on today? I am outrageously embarrassed about the fact that I am not there in the studio with you today. No, I No, I just, well, you know, like this is like what, you know, I am, I, I, I'm in the role of a shrink. And yeah. the first thing we do is we we have to uh, you know pursue why you didn't show up for therapy. Of course. So what what's going on in your life right now? What's going on? How did you forget? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I think the the easiest or most uh, you know top level explanation that I have is that I. Um, well, I I have been doing um, basically daily kind of classes to learn more about audio engineering. I was in a one-year program, and that mm-hmm. just ended at the end of April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now 
time is a little weird for me because Uh. I don't have a lot of obligations on my time right now. I am Mm -hmm. mostly job searching. Mm -hmm. So I've been sitting in front of my computer all day uh, trying to get my ducks in a row and applying for jobs. And even though we discussed, you and I did discuss, you confirmed with me earlier this week that I was going to be there. And I said, yes, I will. I just, I forgot what day it was. I forgot what time it was. Time just kind of lost all sense of meaning for a moment there. And um, I kind of feel really terrible. No, 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 no. So what are you, what are you focused on right now? Are you focused on a job search? Like something, something was probably dominating, you know, taking you out of what else you were involved in. So what, what was that? Was it a job search or what was it? Oh, I mean, it was absolutely a job search. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a job search. I'm currently looking for uh, work in, you know, podcasting and audio engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, I actually, so in the past year, it's been a very chaotic year. <laughs> um, I had been working in book publishing for mm-hmm. the last five years. And then last year, I I don't know if you've heard or you've heard, listened to people talking about how um, how much lower-level employees in book publishing are underpaid and overworked, mm. but that happened to me as well, and I got mm. tired of it, and I quit. Mm. And I went to school, I learned a lot, and now is the time where I'm supposed to start reaping the benefits of all of this work, but that requires, in fact, more work. Um, right, and really so, unpleasant yeah. work. Because job searching sucks. It's one of the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot of just like, um, it feels a lot like uh, throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing yeah. what sticks. Yeah, exactly. So did you finish your program? I did. I finished it at the end of April, so just uh, a little over a week ago. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. So how mm-hmm. how are you feeling about the whole thing? I mean, are you like, I'm so glad I got done with that and you, you know what what are you excited about going in a new direction or how are you feeling about having gone through the program and some bold choices bold but sensible I think choice yeah. are you feeling like they're sensible what's going on so tell me where you are now how are you feeling sure about um, yeah I can absolutely do that I um how do I feel? <laughs> I I feel like I'm proud of myself for finishing the program. Um, mm-hmm. It was 20 hours a week. Uh, it was a lot of learning new things and being around more people than I had in two years, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was a lot. Uh, but I think it went really well, and I made some. I made at least one friend, oh, uh, which is a bonus for a me. Um, and now I'm just in the moment where it feels like, in terms of like job application and all of this, it's very much like I'm just going to be sort of sitting in a low level kind of broil or boil of like I hope this works out kind of a feeling mm. until I land somewhere. That's kind do, of what it feels do you, like. Do you do you know what? What job you're looking for? What kind of job? Uh, mostly I mean, podcast production, mm-hmm. I think. So you have like um, a specific thing that you're looking for? Like you don't have to try to figure out what kind of job to get. Do you know 
do you, do you have that part worked out, what to look for? Yeah, I mean, I think just podcast production, podcast producer or audio engineer, like that's kind of what I'm looking for right now. There are a lot of different careers and ways you can go in audio. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm kind of hoping that over time I will uh, figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I need to expand from there, I can, but I'm hoping to aim for podcasting right now. Mm. And did uh, do you, did you get like any kind of good connections or uh, job searching direction from from your school? Are they helpful, or was are are you on your so, own, or do you have like people that are also doing it? Or yeah, ahead. that's a great question. Um, technically, the school that I went to does have like in theory a lifelong uh, career support program like as part of it mm-hmm. but they have not sent anything my way yet and when I met with the single person who runs the program uh, he said something like you know there are a lot of people who do this and please don't wait on me to apply for jobs right, so right. it feels like very much of a well they have my information and that's just another that's just another strand of spaghetti that I'm throwing at the wall. Mm. Maybe it'll stick, but I have to uh, I have to boil my own strands. Does mm. that make sense? So um, that's really that's a that's a hard that's a hard place to be. But you know the industry yeah. well enough to know like where the you know what to do, right? I think so. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I I have faith. I have faith, but it Thank is the the beginning, it's a bit transitional period for you, right? 100% yes. Yeah. So is that, that's frightening? Is it frightening? It is. Yeah. It's, it's a little, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, anxiety producing, um, for sure. Uh, change is always kind of a, I like to know what's ahead of me generally. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I've put myself in a place where I don't, kind of takes up a lot of brain space yeah um people have to change is depressing whether it's good or bad for most people i think there is like a sense of depression some you know there is some there's definitely good or bad a big change is definitely an emotional upheaval good or bad so uh, but uh i i certainly have confidence in you and uh well, thank you I think I think it I think your your job search will be fruitful. It's just a matter of exactly when that's going to to come. Uh, I was going to say, um, but are you are you in when you when you think about? I'm really glad I quit that job in uh, publishing. Are you like, yeah, that was like, thank God I did that. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Okay. So then that's really yeah. what that's really all you need, really need to know. You made the right decision and 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 that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't miss it. Like I think I don't I can't remember if we talked about this. I was on your show previously. Right. Um and that was actually before I made all of these decisions. Yes. And I was in not actually the best place. I actually think that for me, I get my I get most of my depression like, mm. like when I'm, when I feel at my worst, when I feel stuck. Mm. So, mm. um, 
you know, anxiety happens when I'm doing things, but depression happens when I'm not. <laughs> right, uh, so I think, right. That's smart. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if people listen back to that episode or uh, if you I remember. I listened to it. Lisa, I listened back yeah. to it today because I wanted to be prepared for this. And uh, it's interesting. <laughs> We're so prepared. So much more prepared than me. So oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, looking for a new job is, is a, a lot more overwhelming than doing the 299th or 298th show. I think it's 298th show. Do you know it's like we're coming on seven years? Yeah. Wow. Seven years this month. I think it's like, you That's know. so big. Mm, 300. I know. It's crazy. I never thought I'd be doing 300 shows when I started this. I mean, I don't even know if I'd be doing 10 shows when I started this. So uh, I am, I'm very proud of that. I mean, I'm a founding member here. Um, you're, you've been here a long time. You're the program director. I mean, you've got a lot on your plate there, right? How's that going? Yeah. I've gotten some new, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, that's going. Um, I, and, uh, I've, I've always been, well, first let me say, Lisa, but I've always been very, uh, impressed by (laughs) your commitment to your work and figuring everything out. Um, and the, the show that you have a radio for Brooklyn continues to be like a staple. And that's always been really cool for me to see. That makes me feel so, (laughs) I feel good. I feel great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, gotta ham it up from, from afar at the very least. Your, your show is on, hold right now you're playing re reruns it was a great it's a great show very innovative gameplay radio <laughs> how's that going what's going on with it yeah gameplay radio sundays uh, at two <laughs> sundays at two it's on hiatus at the moment actually um and i think um are you playing old episodes is it still like i'm rotating? playing old episodes through this month but then here's the thing is i think that uh the show that i'm doing right now it's I I am the person. I do all of the production. I find guests. I search for. I like prepared like the storytelling aspect yep. of it because there there is one. I do social media. I record mm-hmm. and I edit all mm-hmm. of the shows because they show do it all is remotely. Heavy production. Your show is very heavy production preparation. Probably takes a lot more time to put together than my show. Right. It's it's five to six hours a week. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I, I love Radio Free Brooklyn, but if I'm going to do a weekly show, I actually think it needs to be a different format. So mm-hmm. I, gameplay radio might be going elsewhere. Really? What um, do you mean? I'm not sure yet. You know, part of the reason I'm taking this kind of hiatus is trying to figure out what I want to do next. I've been doing gameplay radio for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to expand. I want to work with more people. I want to create, like create more things and different ways. And I think that, um, I'm not really sure where gameplay radio is going to land in all of this either. Um, but I'm not sure that it's going to be staying in its current format on Radio Free Brooklyn. So are you thinking of perhaps a new show or moving that or going somewhere else or? 
We can't um, let you yes. leave. We can't <laughs> the let short you answer leave. is is yes on all of these things. I mean, uh-huh. in the context of you know trying to find work and also figure out all of these, like gameplay radio might be just becoming an independent entity outside, maybe just a podcast. Um, I might find it in me to start a different show. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you thought about doing it live as like a theater show? Have I thought about doing it live as a theater show? Yeah, you could probably do it in front of an audience somehow or use a... Um, use a you know, I have. The thing is that uh, it it would be getting it like constructed in a way that would be able to be consistent, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I could... Like, you said that, and I was like, okay, well, how would that work? Like, I immediately went into, uh, well, would I get guests every time? What game would we be playing? Where would we be going with it? Who would be organizing all this stuff? Like, that is a whole other project that I could go down. That is absolutely true. And it is one that works. I don't know if you've heard of, um, like, there are actually, there are a lot of larger shows that play Dungeons & Dragons and other games like it, because Mm -hmm. that's what I do on gameplay radio, um, where they, uh, they do sometimes go touring around and they will do live performances. And yeah. I've been to some of these and they're yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, so right. it definitely exists. I mean, um, is that something that would be, be like, I mean, at some point be something you'd want to do. Does that, does that, is that something you'd want to do? I think that could be really cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. So we'll put that in the hopper. But right now, sure. I mean, you know, looking for a job is, is you know, that's pretty overwhelming and it's got to be the priority. And um, yeah. I think also having, you know, having our job, our way of earning a living is a way that we can focus. It kind of by default makes us focus the rest of our lives. So it's really hard to... Uh, mm-hmm. put a schedule and a routine together when you don't have the most important uh, piece uh, in place, right? Yeah, so there, So everything is TBD until you get that job, I think, kind of. Yep, it mm-hmm. does kind of feel that way. I yeah. feel like I can commit to small things, right. but I don't want to overload myself either, good. which is something I do tend to do. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Good, good, good. So, um, you know, um, I was wondering what was going on because um, I was thrilled that you wanted to be on the show again, but I I contacted you maybe over, I don't know, might have been four or five months ago, asking yeah. if I could rebroadcast your original show, which I will post along with this one, because I thought it was a really great show. I thought you were a very candid, in touch with your, you know, with what was going on with yourself and willing, you know, a great, you were a great patient, a great, a great subject in a therapy <laughs> session. So I really enjoyed that um Session And when I contacted you to rebroadcast it, you said that you would like to do another one that you feel like you kind of like to update it, I believe. Sort of. Yeah. So, so let, let me just tell, can, let me just tell the, the lit, tell those guys who might be, you listeners, here's the deal with Aaron. Okay. 
Erin is a very, very, very bright young lady who can kind of do whatever she puts her mind to. There's no question. And oh. she's very well respected and by everyone here at Radio Free Brooklyn, obviously. She's the director of programming, stuff like that. Uh, when Erin was on the show last time, we were talking about um, that she was a people pleaser and we got into where that came from in her family. Um, her father, her mother was a homemaker. Her father was six, very successful. She's the youngest of three. People pleasing can make a lot of sense in those environments. And then uh, she was talking about wanting to move out of that and takes, you know, get, 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 get away from that. And, you know, all the things that come along with uh, too much people pleasing and roommates and shit like that. So, so that's where, that's where we were, but that was a few years ago. So, so, um, where, what's going on now? Like, wow, how, how you've changed, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, it definitely feels that way. And I think, um, part of the thing that, part of the reason I really wanted to come back on the show and rehash is that, um, just to kind of iterate that, like I had not, I had just started doing kind of the work on myself when I came on your show that, that time. Mm -hmm. And I was in a place where I felt very stuck. And oftentimes when I get stuck, I start getting angry at little things that wouldn't normally matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I kind of felt, I listened kind of back to it myself a little bit. And I was like, I just seem kind of like, to me, it sounded like I seemed like a, sort of a petty person. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that's partially why I was like, oh, God, like people are going to have that perspective on me. And yeah. I wanted to uh, just, I don't know, you, you felt check in you, and talk a little bit more and being like, hello, here I am, still processing everything. And Well, you uh, had just started therapy, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. When you were on my show. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean that would explain why you were cuz you were you were at the point where you wanted to evolve and change and grow and yeah. uh you are a young woman and uh still are a young woman it was only a couple of years ago and um sure. obviously you were you know thinking you knew that you know you took a big leap um leaving your job and starting a new you know a new, you know, starting going back to school and stuff like that. So you were in a, I'm going to take charge and change something kind of, this isn't going the way I wanted to. But because you're, um, you know, a lot of people feel that way. You know, a lot of, like I noticed during the pandemic, like people would be like, yeah, I know my, my husband was in the hospital like three months, but I can't complain. A lot of people, you know, like we're all like, we mm. can't complain, but you know, I mean, we're not in, uh, we're not in the Ukraine and we can't, you know, the, I mean, everybody's got what, whatever it is, we're all dealing with it. And that's that you can't compare. We are not, we're, this is not a competition. It's all relative, you know, like our, my ancestors were living in a shuttle. It's all mm-hmm. relative. So, um, but, um, so do you, so how, do you have roommates? Like, how's your life progressed? Let's talk about that. Um, how has my life progressed? 
Well, I mean, I uh, I have one less roommate. You have uh, roommate one roommate. Has you have one roommate. Which is fun. Are you still one in roommate. therapy? Oh yes. Okay. So you started <laughs> yeah, no. it. You so you've been in therapy this whole time, right? I I really have. Oh, uh, there you been, go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I've I'm outrageously. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm extremely privileged to be able to keep up with the same therapist uh, for this much time um, and go as often as I have. Uh, it's been a real, uh, I mean, it, it, I, listen, it hasn't been an easy thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think if you, if you asked my therapist about that, she wouldn't say that I enjoy it, <laughs> uh-huh. but it is extremely, um, it's extremely helpful to kind of understand where things in myself come from and also makes it easier to recognize why I'm feeling specific ways in specific circumstances mm-hmm. just to kind of mm-hmm. have a better sense of myself, mm-hmm. um, which has been like great. <laughs> it's so, been really helpful. So have you been, so you, you really have like started to understand yourself a lot better than I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever, I don't think it's ever going to stop doing, to be honest. I just, I don't know if that'll be true, but, um, I think that I've learned a lot about myself over the past couple of years, not only because I was inside with my thoughts during a pandemic, um, uh-huh. but like that, uh, you know, as, as life happens, if you pay attention to the way you react to things as they go, or as I do that, you know, especially mm-hmm. with therapy, you kind of figure stuff out. And that has been like. So what do you think? Really, really um, what do you think has um, what 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 have you gained from being in therapy? Like, have you have you like are there things that you're more aware of or like what kinds of things yes. have have uh have come have have you learned or developed oh absolutely um here's i guess one that i've found like really helpful to me is actually noticing when my health is on a down spiral your actually. health yeah well not just like my physical health but like mental health too like um mm-hmm. just getting into the habit of realizing one like when I do something that I think is against the way people want me to be, or I say something and I get kind of a weird reaction. Uh, sometimes I do something it's called like the, the, okay. The phrase that, uh, I, my therapist has come up with is called a rebound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can I just say, uh, I mean, happens. one of the things that yeah. you, we talked a lot about the last session, uh, was people pleasing that, we you did, needed, yeah. needed to get past that you were doing too much to be people pleasing and, and you didn't need to do all that or so, so that, that was one of those, that was a major theme. So, so yeah. when you start doing stuff that you don't think people are going to approve of, you wind up, say it again. I, yeah, I, I beat myself up about it. Basically. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I, I do something and then I'm like, uh, so, like, oh, dear God, I have made this, you know, I made this terrible mistake, and, you know, why did you do it like that? And this is going to be, like, they're going to judge you about this for the rest of their 
you know, experience mm-hmm. of knowing you and then they're going to like react to this and then they're not going to like me anymore. And then oh, it's going wow. to be, well, yeah, wow. it just goes down. It goes wow. down pretty quickly. Wow. Um, That's a real spiral yeah. <laughs> going there. That's something else. So, um, uh, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't happen as, as clearly as that every time, mm-hmm. but you know, through realizing that that exists, that's kind of... So So you've it, noticed it. it. You've noticed that. Yeah, and I can catch myself doing it and realize that it's mostly unfounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And that it's mostly just a response in me and has nothing to do with the other person for the most part. So. Right, right. You're making up what you... You're imagining what they're thinking. Basically. That they're not thinking. Right. Well, I have no or, way of knowing. You have no way of but. knowing, and maybe even if they are thinking what you're thinking, they, they're not, they're, they're not right. Like, they don't need to, you didn't do anything, they're thinking that, screw them. That's not right. <laughs> That's what I say. Right. Screw them. Or, you know, but at the end of the day, the that, consequences but... of it will never be as bad as the consequences that I imagine they will be. Mm, so. mm. Woo, that's good. So have you been <laughs> able to, um, that means that you would be able to uh, get your own needs met more and be less meeting other people's needs without needing to, I think. So how's that, has that been working yeah. out or how, do, how are you feeling about that or? Have have you, have you uh, well, made any particular kind of, moves? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the plan. You know, I am working more on it. Um, you know, I think it's it's still something I struggle with, but I think um, I am doing better about, I mean, at least moving through it. Like if there's something that I need to request, letting myself say it, even if it's messy or not said in like a perfect way just to like practice it because I don't know I just I think I have the idea that like asking for what you want is a skill in the same way as I don't know cross-stitching is a skill (laughs) Ah, that's great you're able to sort of remove yourself from it personally it's not per it's not personal most of the shit is not personal most everything that happens is not personal because everybody's in their own little head, in their own little planet, on their own little island. And we're, so we're, we, we think that we're all on the same planet, but we're really on our own individual planets. And there's so much misunderstanding and projection and all that other crap that we do. So, so you're beginning to see that. How has it changed your relationship with your family at all? Or has um, anybody noticed kind of thing? Yeah, go ahead. Has it changed? I, I think that it's changed me. I don't know if it's changed our relationships mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that it might in the future develop into relationships that I'm more comfortable with, that mm-hmm. feels like something that is more, that I have more consciousness and control over, and that's, kind of more of what I'm hoping for. Mm, mm. Um, I want to, you know, a book. Go ahead. Oh, I I just wanted to, uh, while I'm thinking about all of this, Mm -hmm. I actually like read a book on the subject that like really helped. 
um, oh. kind of figure all of this out. Ooh. Do you mind if I uh, make please, that recommendation? Please. Uh, it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Hmm. Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, Nedra Glover Tawab. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing her last name well, correctly, unfortunately. That's close but... enough. We'll be able to find it. And what did you... Where, wow. You know, self-help books are great. I mean, I'm a big... <laughs> I am a big self-help book fan. I am a big... You know, I have to say, one thing that self-help books do is they make you realize how universal your issues are. You know, like mm. like there's a book on this. I'm not the only person. There's a whole book on this by some expert. So uh, what kinds of things are did you get out of that, like boundaries or? So actually my favorite thing that I, fe- that I discovered from this book mm-hmm. was uh, sometimes like, Sometimes something that happens to me is that I don't realize that something's wrong or that a boundary has been crossed with me until like a day or two later. Mm. Um, I just, I have that kind of delayed response to being like, no, something wasn't right there. So, but having a book actually say something like, if you suddenly feel uncomfortable in a situation, like you're fine and all of a sudden you feel vaguely uncomfortable and you're not sure why, there's a good chance that that is the moment a boundary has been crossed for you. Ah. Mm. So, um, you know, it's funny because I've, I've been through these kinds of things myself, and I think that the yeah. key to all of this is getting your awareness revved up enough that you notice it in the moment and you can react yeah. in the moment in an appropriate way so that it gets Absolutely. sorted out. But until you get to the place where you're even noticing it, it's not, you know, you got to work up to that. So are, is that helping you in that way? You ha- where are you? Are you are you are you like a day later or an hour later from what the incident is? Or where are you? Have you been able to handle it in the moment more? Um, I think it depends on the person, but I'm within, uh, let's see. Five to 24 hours of the incident. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, and awareness, self-awareness is, you know, that's that's the the hardest part, just even noticing really. it. Even noticing it. Yeah. You know what? I want to hear about um, your friend that you made because your new friend from, you have a friend from school now, right? I do, yeah. So I bet you that that relationship is a growth relationship from maybe some of your other relationships since you, it's more recent and it's under other circumstances. It's school, it's not it like a work where you're in a role and stuff like that. It's from a more uh, you kind of place, right? Hmm. So do, do you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Have you noticed any differences in this relationship or what is, what, what do you think is, is this relationship different and, and, you know, what's different about it? Is it? Well, what an interesting question. Um, uh, do I notice anything different about this relationship? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming I mean, it's a peer, somebody studying what you're studying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another, she, uh, uh yeah, no, she she's in she's interested in uh, music and doing like music for video games, which oh, is really cool. Wow, um, that is cool. Yeah, she was honestly like one of the most friendly people in the entire program, mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool to 
be like, oh, and you want to be friends with me? This is great. Of <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I think anything about, like, our relationship and the way it's set up, it's that perhaps I've set up my expectations a little differently. Um, meaning? with mm-hmm. Well, meaning that, uh, you know, like... We we had, like, a pretty close, like, friendship while we were seeing each other almost every day in school, like, mm-hmm. and it was really fun, and we chatted about a lot of different things, um, but just kind of enjoying the relationship for what it is, rather than, rather than trying to, like, project on what it could be or what it is right. being or things like that, just kind of trying to sit with it. I don't know if I do that perfectly all the time because it's easier to talk about such things than well, do them. But you know, I did notice during the uh, pandemic that um, the thing that that I miss, the thing that we a lot of us missed, I think, is those relationships that aren't that are, yeah. where you're just going to show up and see that same person all the time. There's a beauty to that, isn't there? Where oh, you're both involved in the same, even you know, like friends at work. You're you're you make friends at work because you're there every day, and they're there, there every day. Sometimes that's not such a great thing, but when you have somebody that you're. But did you feel that um, this person was interested, like that your interests, like that maybe you had bonded over similar interests that you didn't because you were both going down this path together. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we, well, we became friends because we ended up doing a, uh, a project together for class. Ah. Um, and then, uh, although we weren't in the same class for like a couple of months, I eventually transferred over so that I could be in class, you know, partially with her to like get into a room with friends in it. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely I I, it has been great to become friends with this person. Um, and then also, like, I agree. If I hadn't gone to this program and gone in person at all, like, mm-hmm. would we have a friendship that I would be looking forward to seeing how it was going to go? Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. sure where we would have met otherwise. So. Well, you know, it's really cool when you start, um, you know, like you're in, you're starting a different career it's not a completely different career path right i mean you had some background in it in your other job weren't right at children's books weren't you uh, audiobooks kind yeah of. audiobooks yeah. so it's not i mean it's your talents it's you know it's not like completely different but i think a lot of times when we start doing things that we feel are closer to really who we are we're going to align with other people who are just a lot more like us that there's a lot more yeah you can have a lot of more peer respect because if you understand how to do something in particular whatever skills that you need and that person also needs that same skills it's like a pretty cool thing to be able to bond over that you know like there's something really specific that you care about absolutely yeah, and I think that's great for all sorts of professional development and and just yeah. So um, yeah, and getting other people's perspective on that uh, thing too is really cool. Right, right, right. Is she also job hunting? 
she is. Although oh. last I checked, she was on a vacation. She's probably job hunting now. She does have a part-time job, so mm-hmm. less urgent for, for her at the moment. But, but yeah, you guys are support. somewhat in the same boat. A little bit, yeah. Hmm. And um, what about the boys? I have to ask about boys. Are there any boys? Did anything happen with boys in the last few years? Any boys? <laughs> you, um, you, you can decline to talk about it if you want, but I have to ask. Well, if by boys you mean relationships, uh, Male- no, not a, you know, not a ton of relationships um, on the horizon. You know, mm-hmm. gone on a couple of dates. Gone but, on a couple uh, of dates. Uh-huh. Dating is like I'm still processing that <laughs> a little bit. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, because like relationships are, I you know have very specific things that I'm that I would hope for or expect from a relationship, and sometimes it it leaves out the kind of it, it leaves out the person that I'm actually dating. So. Mm, uh, I'm figuring out that? that a little bit. What do you mean? What do by I that? mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, how do I explain this? <laughs> do, you, uh, do, do you have Do you have goals for like Do you have like something in mind like you want to have family, get married? Some Do you have a an a goal in mind for a relationship or an idea about a relationship? What that would look like or something like that? Is that what you mean? Or I'm not sure. Well, so I have, um, you know, oh, pardon me, just dropping things. Uh, but yes, I, I have, um, I have things that I like, one from a relationship, but also I feel like, uh, you know how, um, I think a lot of the process of getting, of being through therapy and everything is realizing like the things about yourself that, you kind of need to to give yourself like you look for them in other people or you look for it in other people mm. and then realize that ultimately it's like mm. much of us like, um, yeah. you know, like everyone wants the idea and loves the idea of unconditional love and support mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's a big ask for a lot of people and maybe you can get there with someone eventually, but going into a relationship and saying, I need this unconditional love from you is a big ask for a stranger that you just met and are having a drink with. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, that sounds sense. Now that's sensible. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got that one right. right. So what was that? You got that one right. <laughs> You're right about that. I, I mean, I, I, I t- completely agree. So, do you, yeah, like, what was, what was dating like for, for you? Figuring uh, all of that out. Horrible. I mean, it was yeah. horrible. First of all, I had a uh, very difficult relationship. My, my parents weren't the most kind, warm, loving people. Uh, mm. I didn't feel like I had a lot of backup in life. Um, I. So I was pretty needy, and I also I was pretty needy and and tolerated and had like you know still whatever deal with self esteem problems. So I dealt with, you know, I put up with a lot, which wasn't good, and then nothing really lasted very long. 
So there was mm. a lot of um, there was a lot of turnover. I had I had a bunch of like year here, year there, and then a lot of long periods and a lot of turnover until I met my husband when I was forty two, mm. and then wound up getting married twelve years later. But that's a long story. I mean, that that was tough. It's you know relationships are really hard, and we get them all idealized how beautiful they are and how fabulous it is, and the uh, it's. It's hard. Yeah. It's almost as hard as having kids. It's kind of like there's a lot of reward and it's very difficult. So uh, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's meeting people where they are, I think, in theory. Right. And, and not, not being able to communicate. And not having a lot of expectations. and not And then also they may not be able to communicate. So, like, you could be a great communicator and be really in touch with yourself, and you can find somebody who's nice and has good instincts, but they may not be able to communicate in a way that you, in the way that you communicate. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, I. you know, I, I, I always say lower your expectations. Just lower, yeah. lower, lower your expectations but you've got to be if somebody's decent so do you think that like um you came from a good family with really reliable fa- a really good solid reliable family i think right yeah so does that make it hard out in the world in that like there aren't necessarily a lot of uh people potential partners that have been brought up in that same way um is it hard coming from a nice family? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? You sound, I was going to say, like, you know, it's funny. When you started talking about the therapist, I'm very yeah. privileged, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like you feel guilty that, you know, you had a, like, a decent, solid family structure where you can actually go to therapy every week for whatever reason. And, and it's almost like you feel... You feel, I mean, I don't know, but it's almost like you feel guilty for it. But the thing is, it's like everybody winds up in the same fucking hole sooner or later anyway. So it's just a matter of, like, I I grew up in, like, a lot of crap. So mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm- avoiding it later, but, you know, or, like, I could feel it late or whatever. But no one gets away. So don't don't worry. Don't feel bad about it. It'll come back to you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it'll come back to me. I'll, it'll get you. Um, no, I, so I, I think it, it's important. I, it feels important to me that I acknowledge when I have, like, privileges that aren't, like, assumptions, unfortunately, in our current country. Um, so I like to try to point those out when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely, the hesitation you caught, uh, when you asked me that question was, well, like, I definitely have been supported or whatever, but it's not like I didn't, as you said, no one escapes Mm-mm. from their life without Mm-mm. some sort of emotional damage in one way or Mm-mm. another. Mm-mm. That's just the way of being around people, unfortunately. Yeah, um, hum- being human. So, right. like, I uh, am, is it difficult for me to be from a family that uh, provided 
No, well, not necessarily. But like, do I have difficulties from my family that make it difficult for me to connect in relationships? Of course. Mm-hmm. I think everyone does. Mm-hmm. So have you identified what those things are or are you in the process of you're in the process of that? I'm I uh, yeah, I mean I'm more in the process of that. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of it is that I have things that I need to give to myself, which mm-hmm. I think I was talking about like mm-hmm. just um I realized a little while ago like around my birthday actually that I think sometimes I hold out to do things that I think are fun until there's someone else there because I feel like I need someone else's company for that where necessarily you know, you can, I could still enjoy myself <laughs> Oh, like go without somewhere requiring alone. someone else to be there. Oh, you mean like going more places alone and stuff like that? Yeah, and just not waiting for someone else to feel like my life has started to have meaning. My well, life has meaning on its own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Meeting someone else, fantastic, but like establishing meaning for myself will hopefully mean that I you know, I'm better at being at dating and enjoying that and exactly finding it is not something that's do or die for now, my identity. Good, good, good. I like this. I like this. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you've really been doing a lot of hard work on your own growth and that's Yeah. You know, you you gotta get you wanna get that all worked out before you expand into more other people. Yes. I think that's wise. I think that's wise. And um, how are things with your roommate? Uh, you know, they're going great. <laughs> that's good. That's good. There were a few, there was like a little, your roommate last time was, your two roommates were slobs, frankly. Yeah, I had, um, I definitely complained about that on the radio. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll tell you something. There's something called a countertop dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Good to that know. Really well. Good to know. I did not know this. I never hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. some of them you just hook right up to the to the faucet and just turn it on and it goes. Some of them you just fill up the top. Like if you if you're if the hose doesn't fit the faucet, some of them have like a little uh, tank in there, so you can just fill it up with water and put the little you know, dispenser, spigot in the sink, and then it just runs on its own, no problem, no leak. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, uh, we only it's a have, lifesaver. We only have a few minutes left, and uh, so oh, it no. sounds like your uh, your top priority right now is a job search, right? Yeah, basically. A job search and then taking the time while I have it to enjoy things. Good, <laughs> good. I mean, with you know, t- weather's, we're in spring, we're in high spring. This is a great time to be uh, good. I'm glad. You, that sounds so balanced to me. That sounds so balanced. So, oh, um, you. so do you feel directed about your job search or do you, do you feel like... Uh, I mean, how how is the job search? It's always horrible, but how? Like, do you feel like you're in it? Like, you know what you're doing and stuff like that? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I feel like I'm in control of this job search. I feel like I'm just uh, looking. I feel like I have a lot of places to look for jobs, oh, and then I just good. hope that something sticks. Oh, good. So you have a lot of um, you've you've got a lot that you can do. It feels that way, yeah. Yeah, and then there's always, like, word of mouth, right? 
Yes, in theory, yeah. Yes. Also so, do you have? So, um, you can. Are you making contacts and stuff like that? Um, I I'm making a few contacts. I have a few already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also part of this like massive listserv of people in like radio publishing, and I get emails from there with job pun- publishing, ah, job posting. So that's like my biggest form at the moment. There you go. I'm gonna predict that maximum six months you're gonna have a job you like maximum you know what i appreciate that could be six months but uh that's the maximum so you're gonna have to come back and (laughs) report in on what that job is um but we only have like a minute left and i um I think it sounds like, you know what? It sounds like you took a huge step forward. I think quitting that job and going back to school is like a big, I think you get a big star, big big gold sticker for that cuz that's <laughs> that's a huge that's like getting on a whole other a whole other path, a whole other Thank better you. path and you did that. So everything's going to if you can do that, you can kind of that that's indication that you're pretty good at taking care of yourself. So I'm going to go with that that assessment Thanks. of I'm going to go with my judgment of you on that level. There you go. Great. And will you come back and talk about, tell us about your new job when you get it? Yeah, this is fun. Okay, great, great, great. So anyway, I just want to uh, tell people again that uh, it's great. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Doctor Lisa gives a shit. I'm here. Uh, every Thursday, 2 to 3. And like I said, I've got almost 300 episodes. So if you go to uh, Dr. Lisa on Radio Free Brooklyn, you can find like a whole bunch of shows that I've done with so many people of all, mostly creative people, mostly artists, comedians, all sorts of people. And uh, make sure you come to our party on uh, the 20th. You can find all this stuff on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Go to our website.